0: Rhino RX welcomes you to the metaverse where you can create your own world, host events, speak internationally, sell in a virtual storefront. Creators' programs available. The future of education is here. Rhino Studio, ready player one. Go ahead and scan the QR code. Join the Silver program today.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of 360 Wisdom Speaks. Our guest, Libby, is calling in from the UK, and she has a very interesting show for you today. So what we're going to do is introduce her now. So you can hear what she's all about. So Nicole, go ahead, share with the audience.
0: Thank you. Libby Stagel's Jen is a mother, wife, and businesswoman on a mission to help families to thrive and create the next generation of emotionally healthy, empowered, and happy children. Helping parents and families to bring back that compassion, communication, and connection into their lives by connecting them to their emotions and healing and any generational patterns that have been passed down the family line. Welcome, Libby.
2: Thank you.
1: Oh, this is going to be so fun today. You know, children are near and dear to my heart. I come from a huge family, so I got lots of nieces and nephews and lots of grandkids and great-grandkids and great nieces and nephews and just kids all over the place. <laughs> and you know, when, when, when I look back, you know, through the childhood where that communication, those lines of communication are, you know, it's like, Oh, there was 11 of us. So mom and dad didn't have a whole lot of time and we were on a farm. So it was a lot of that kind of stuff. Our communication was like kids to kids. Mm -hmm. And again, that was a long time ago. And as we progress, you know, the lines of communication still are not as strong as they should be between, you know, children and parents. And you just don't (laughs) know what you don't know. So can you share with the audience how you have found a way to start to share that information and really open up those lines of communication.
2: Communication is key. It is so important. And, and I think through my experience of being a mom, because I've got, I've got two teenagers and it's something that I learned from when my, my kids were very little. if you, communicate in a certain way then you get the best out of your, your kids and so it's something that I work with a lot with my with the parents that I work with helping them to first of all there's two pillars of communications how you communicate with yourself and then there's how you communicate with with people around you and I would always say start with the communication with yourself your inner critic and then work with the communication around you um with your within your family that definitely makes sense
1: because everything starts we know with the self right and if you can't communicate with yourself it's a little tough you know to communicate outside of and you know for the most part we're always our own worst critic right And we beat ourselves up the most. So, when you're working with children, because a lot of times children don't know, you know, and they might get punished or something might be said, they take it upon themselves, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, what did I do wrong? Nobody's gonna, nobody talks to me, you know. And that's what builds a lot of issues later in life. Share with the audience a little bit: is how do you break down that barrier, and what you know should a parent be doing here? You know, when a child is asking or even when a child goes silent, because mm. that's usually when they're asking the strongest.
2: Right. That is that is absolutely correct. Yes. Um, you know, when parents come to me and say that their child is <clears throat> behaving in a certain way um, and the behavior is not great, I'm almost like relieved in a way that the child is expressing it outwardly, because when there is a child who is really quiet and gone inward, That to me is more tricky because you've got to find out what you think, what they're thinking. What I I tend to do is I help parents understand how the brain works, the child brain works. And a child is either they get to a point um, with their age where they work with their brain, their brain works separately. So they're either in the logical brain or the emotional brain. And so when I work with parents, I help them to communicate in a whole-brained way. So I'll give you an example. So if a child or a teen is having an emotional meltdown, quite often what we want to do is we want to go in logically to tell them to stop or ask the question, why? What's wrong? What's going on? Why are you behaving that way? And that communication then clashes because you you logic communication against emotional communication just clashes and it, and it goes wrong. So the first thing that I would say around communication is figure out which side of the brain your child is communicating from and then communicate from the same side of the brain as what they are. So when a child is expressing themselves, having an emotional breakdown, meltdown, the, especially when they get to teens, they subconsciously, believes that you don't understand what they're going through. And they are almost ready for a fight because of this. And so if you just reflect back what you're seeing, okay, I see that you're feeling really angry or I can see you're quiet at the moment. And then give them the space. Subconsciously, they're thinking, oh, hang on a second. They understand me. And so they start then to slowly calm down Depending on what's going on for them, it it depends on how long it takes them. And then, once you that they what happens then is when you keep reflecting back and giving them that space, they become whole brained themselves almost. And it's when they're calm that you can then have that conversation with them, the logic conversation. But if, if you go in when they're in that uh, emotional brain, if you go in logically, it just clashes and that's where it can escalate and go wrong. So that's what I would say, first of all, around the communication. Then, you know, our words are so incredibly powerful, aren't they? You know, and, and if we are in that emotional state and there's something going on with our child or our teen, and we get triggered with that, then we can say something that could so powerfully have, have an impact on our child or our teen that they take it on board. Because when our kids are going through something, you know, they don't, they push our buttons for our reaction and our responses, but they don't mean to. You know, it's just that their way sometimes of crying out for help. So then they take on board things that we say and it sticks with them. So with our communication, I I always say to my parents, check in on yourself before you, you speak and say. So if there's something that's triggering you, then connect to your own emotions first. Even if that means just removing yourself from the situation, And then once you've connected into your emotions and just calmed yourself down, then go and communicate. So then you can communicate in a a healthy way that um, both of you are going to benefit from.
1: Oh, that makes perfectly good sense. You know, as you're speaking, I'm hearing this voice calm down now, calm down. And that is like the last thing a child wants to hear, right? I mean, yeah. and that's the last thing an adult wants to hear. Okay, just calm down, calm down. And it's like, I'm not uncommon, you know, and you're just like, <laughs> you <know? laughs> but again, it's that, it's that trigger inside, like you said, those button pushers, right? Mm-hmm. We all have buttons within us. We all push other people's buttons and our buttons get pushed. It's that action-reaction thing, right? So it's kind of watch the words, really pay attention to the words that you're saying to your child, and especially teenagers, because now you got hormones running wild and we know what that's all about, right? Yeah, and
2: it's it's not just the words, because, I mean, you've hit the nail on the head with teenagers. So with a teenager, if you have a slight raise of the eyebrow, okay, if it's not congruent with 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 your what you're saying, they pick up on it, you know, and it's your energy as well, so, you know, you could put a smile on your face, or you could say something, but if your tone, your energy doesn't quite match with your words, they still pick up on it as well, like I say, especially a teenager, oh yeah, you're just saying that, I know you don't mean it, and, you know, so it, it's really about being so aware of yourself and your emotions and your triggers and what's going on for you so you can be truly in the present, leave all your stuff behind and be there and be present then for your child or teenager.
1: Yeah, and that makes really, really good sense. So it just there's so many things just listening to, you know, your what you're saying, you know, that just kind of makes you go back you know, in time, you know, with yourself. And again, I think staying in the forefront, how would I have want to be spoken to Mm -hmm. in my situation? Because really, none of us are that much different from the other one, right? Mm -hmm. You know, we all have that. And even into our adult lives, you know, so how are you being triggered as an adult, from an adult to an adult? Mm -hmm. You know, and children are nothing more than just young adults, and it doesn't matter if they're teenagers or if they're five years old or if they're three years old. You know, it's learning those lines of communication. And you know, the children coming in today are so different. They're not coming in not knowing, they're coming in with so much more information.
2: Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh my
1: <laughs> gosh. And you're like, okay, how'd you get so smart? You know, <laughs> you know, and yeah. so now you're you're even working with that. And, you know, for me, you know, I've come to, to believe and really live in that moment that everyone has a knowledge to share. So everyone is a student and everyone is the teacher. And that's why those lines of communication are so important, right? Yeah. so when you're talking about you know, communicating with your child. Do you ever hear parents say, "Yeah, but you know, they're supposed to be listening to me because because I'm the mom or I'm the dad, right?" <laughs> so, what when when you hear those kind of conversations, what do you what do you say at that point?
2: I think you're absolutely right, and I think this is the battle because the way that we've been. Uh, brought up is or or my my generation is very much you have to respect your parents and do as your parents tell you to do and and you've you've got that going on and so the majority of parents that i'm working with will say well they should do as i say and and it's kind of still seeping in so the ego is is a big contributor to, to this and What what you said is right. You know, we've got children that are, are coming into our lives now that I really do believe have been here before. Um, you know, these old souls, uh, very wise, very strong personalities as well, and pushing our buttons. And I do believe that they are, they mirror what's going on there. They're super sensitive and they mirror what's going on inside of us. So it's helping parents to understand that and that they are equal. Um, you know, they are here to show us and teach us just as, as, you know, we are here to show and teach them. So it's just about helping the parents to understand this and to go, actually, we expect so much from our children and we expect them to obey us, to respect us. And yet we're not showing them the respect. You know, what we say is right, a lot is the attitude of a lot of parents where actually it's about putting our opinions to one side and listening to what our kids have to say and respecting their opinions. Because from the age of five onwards, they start to form their own beliefs. They take on our beliefs, you know, by the age of five, they've got our beliefs running in them. And then they get to a point where they start to change their beliefs. And a lot of parents get triggered by that because they're having different beliefs to us. So it's about respecting that these children, our children are on their own journey they're not on our journey they're on their own journey and they're going to be doing things different to us and they're going to have their opinions <clears throat> and then in, in allowing them to have those opinions and listening to them and respecting and and just saying okay well that's different to my opinion but that is okay i know <clears throat> for a fact if you respect your children that they will respect you respect you I've got two teenagers who show nothing but respect and that's not because they're they're not showing me that because they obey me because they don't but I can just see and feel that respect that they have it's a two-way thing so that's what I that's what I would say
1: yeah and again it goes back to that self if you show respect to yourself They're going to see that because, like you said, children really learn more from the seeing aspect instead Mm -hmm. of the hearing aspect because nobody wants to be told what to do, Mm -hmm. you know. And it's interesting with everything that has gone on, you know, over the last several decades, you know, you know, let's just say over the last hundred years, nothing has really changed. Yet a Mm -hmm. lot of things have changed except that open line of communication, whether it's with children to children or adults to children and, and mm-hmm. adults to adults, you know, in my day, it was like, because I said so. I was like, yeah. what the heck is that? You know, I was like, because I said so. Oh yeah. my gosh. You know, and it's, it's so foreign, I think, to a lot of people You know, you know, you get up in the baby boomer era, you know, where I'm at, we all know what that was all about, you know, and again, it was changing. How do you open those lines of communication? Mm -hmm. It's not about just saying so. And a lot of times when you heard that, it's because a parent doesn't know what they don't know. But when you could start to open up with those lines of communication and you Mm -hmm. start sharing the Mm -hmm. thoughts that a child has
2: and you let them be an expression yeah it'll it'll blow your mind right yeah so. I always say kids don't come with a handbook and I'm actually writing a book with that you know with that title kids don't come with a handbook and we're really hard on ourselves as parents also and it, it's It's so important to allow your child to express how they feel and express what's going on. I always say, you know, your your kids, let them come to you with the little things because at some point they may want to come to you with a big thing. And if they don't feel they can communicate and get that support and you're gonna listen to them, they won't come to you. They'll, you They'll either suffer and struggle by themselves or they'll find somebody else to go to. So always make time to listen. And listening is part of that communication. So stop what you're doing. Or what I sometimes have said to my kids is, do you know what? I really want to listen to you. I'm just finishing this off. So if you just give me five, 10 minutes, once I finish, I'll come and sit with you and I'll be able to be present with you and hear everything that you're saying. But at this moment in time, I'm not going to be able to do that. So that's a really good thing that you can you can do with your kids. But just make sure you are totally present with them and allow them to express. And even if that is, you know, having an emotional meltdown or however, because I always say we as adults, you know, if we're not happy with something, we may argue with our parent, well, parents, but our partner also, you know, we do it as adults. So why can't our kids do it? we have this thing in us where our kids have to behave in a certain way and otherwise we feel we're being judged so we've got all of this going on inside of us but then we're not allowing our kids to be their true selves and to um to express how they feel so it's it is it's learning to Just let go and say, you know, that's okay and communicate with your child. And if they're behaving in a certain way, once they've calmed down, said, you know what, absolutely love you, but I don't like that behavior when we're out in the supermarket. (laughs) So it's just having those conversations.
1: Yeah, very critical in understanding those things. And again, it goes back to you don't know what you don't know. But having that open mind, right, and becoming that expression. So when a child knows that they can speak and not be judged or yelled at, you know, and just listen to, and I think that's really relevant what you said, being present. You know, mm-hmm. how many times are we not present, not even present with ourself, yeah. you know? and And in conversations, you know, at work or with a partner, you know, children will learn. And they replicate. It's that copycat world, right? You Mm -hmm. know, and we even as adults do the copycat thing because why? We want to be accepted. Yes. Wow. This has been really informative and very interesting. And again, the perspective, but what really makes sense. And like you said, there is no handbook. And so writing a book on this is going to be really interesting. So once you get your book done, you'll have to come back and share it with the audience. Yes, I
2: will. I'd love (laughs) to do that. (laughs)
1: Yeah. We're going to take a short break and then we're going to come back and Libby's going to share a little more about how she created her world and how she got to where she is today. So we'll be back.
0: Rhino Rx welcomes you to the metaverse where you can create your own world. Host events, speak internationally, sell in a virtual storefront. Creators programs available. The future of education is here. Rhino Studio, ready player one. Go ahead and scan the QR code. Join the silver program today.
1: Welcome back, everyone, to 360 Wisdom Speaks. We have been talking with Libby today. She has shared so many wonderful morsels when it comes to that communication, communication with the self, but more importantly, communication with your child. Nicole, I believe you have some questions for Libby. Why don't you like take the show over and let's get some more great information out here for the audience
0: awesome thank you very much beverly you know very many questions i always have lots of questions just listening uh to the conversation my interest always goes back to that point of the inner child that's my work it's the inner child and it's the shadow self right how we develop what our traumas were our, our perceived misunderstandings somewhere along the line of how to navigate life uh, what it meant for us as a child to grow into an adult because as we peel the onion when we age we peel back to our childhood and find out okay here's that point of life that this started for me what what triggers me now or what Starts the sabotage cycle, or where that imposter syndrome come from? It could be so much, but some of it can it can also just maybe it was a tragedy, and maybe it was a belief. It was our understanding of life, which is okay either way. And and I love that childhood work because we have to remember our child and forgive what we who we are today, who we've become. Sometimes forgive ourselves, mm-hmm. uh, forgive the decisions that we made as a child and also have fun and find that creativity and find that jovial energy. Libby, how did you start in this? What made you go into that business? What propelled you? Where was that passion and that drive that started you down this line of working with children to develop into these beautiful beings that they are now?
2: I've always loved working with children. Even when I was a child myself, I would look after a lot of, of children, spend so much time. And everybody just expected me to go into a career of working with children, but I didn't actually. I went into a career of hairdressing, funnily enough, and I didn't enjoy cutting children's hair. Because <laughs> well, at least you could cut the hair. I didn't enjoy cutting children's hair. Um, And it was only through um, a car accident, actually, where I I couldn't use my arm anymore. So I couldn't hairdress anymore that I I kind of did the full circle and came back and became a coach. And I've always been drawn to, I think, because of my childhood and how I was as a child and not having a lot of confidence and self-esteem. I wanted to help children to really believe in themselves and see that they are unique and um, that they they didn't have to struggle with anxiety, or worrying or, you know, with how they were feeling, that there were just simple ways to help them and to give them life skills and tools so they could grow. Into who they truly are, really. So, yeah, it's just how I just did the full circle and came back. So, it was, I know this is my purpose in life to take that weight and responsibility off those children's shoulders. And by doing that, I work with the parents. And so, I I work very much with the parents, I suppose, around their inner child and heal the generational pattern that's being passed down to stop that that cycle going on then to to their children so that is in a nutshell how i came to do it from from my childhood and this this passion i love working with families and with children i just my inner child comes out. I love my, when my inner child comes out to play. She's so playful, and you know, I get called Giddy Libby um, <laughs> because it's it, it's just lovely. So, um, so yeah, that's in a nutshell how I've come to to do what it is. And I think because because I can connect to them and what they're going through. I I just create resources and create things that they will just get and understand and be able to express how they feel. Um, so yeah,
0: <laughs> that you, you know it's a it's a it's a lovely journey and and the ability to express um, that energy uh, with the children and allowing the children to you know just sometimes you just want to plug into them. Right, yeah. because they've got—they're just balls of energy, and they're running, and they're gleeful, and they—they they just I- express so much cheer. And that—and in that jovial energy, that's where you get into that kind of fairy or the elemental energy, and—and and the ability to raise that vi- the vibration, right, with with children, and and just having fun and enjoying life. But yet, I also teach self leadership and I work with, my past is uh, law enforcement, and I work with a lot of leadership. And there is a stringent, uh, sometimes, you know, that tense energy as a leader. And many times uh, the misunderstanding is that as a leader, you know, you have to be stoic and strong for your team, you know, kind of like a parent of that team. Uh, But yet there's some, Form that you have to have, definitely you want to have compassion and caring and empathy for your people, but a strong leader is neither just strong and stoic and stringent, nor are they just charismatic um, and, and constantly the, the caretaker and caregiver. Everybody has a role down that chain of command. Um, the balance for me coming into self-leadership to self-mastery for the leader is to have all that compassing 360 circle. Um, But it's, for children, what what I see as I start to do this is that, you know, we also have to have a good balance of boundaries, Mm self-discipline, and respect for one another. And Mm -hmm. not to just let the children enable us because we want them to do so much, and it's very freeing, but yet we want them to learn certain boundaries, so people don't take advantage of them in the world, um, so that they, they do conquer that imposter syndrome, they do have confidence and courage, uh, and we want to strengthen that and sprinkle it, but, you know, there's very much that, ba- that balance and that give and take, uh, you know, how do you deal that with that with parents to find some form of balance, it will be a, an ebb and flow in life, um, but to teach uh, children, you know, we don't want them to be triggered as adults over every, you know, little emotion or something that went wrong, driving down the road, getting in traffic, working with others, right? Yeah. You, you teach a lot of that respect for self and respect for others, but how do you instill that, that the, the boundaries and the kind of self-discipline and the awareness of the environment to children so that they can grow strong?
2: so it's resilience isn't it that within within the child so they don't then go through um it's a conversation that i have a lot and some parents will say my child just needs to toughen up um which i don't i don't like i don't agree with toughening a, a child up the way that i teach is unconditional parenting parenting from your heart so I connect parents back to that innate wisdom that they were born with of how to parent but society conditions us to parent conditionally so if you behave this way i will love and like you if you behave that way i will punish you and that's how society tends to naughty step and, and parent that way so <clears throat> it's about parenting con- unconditionally so i will love and like you no matter what you do um however you still have the boundaries there When you parent that way, that's where you're showing that respect. They start to show you respect back. It's, again, around that communication, you know, that whole brain communication of I love and like you, however... You know, I don't like that behavior and it's teaching them and showing them the way constantly Um, and showing that unconditional love to yourself. Because, as we've said, you know, you are the role model. So you can still have those boundaries, but without punishing your child. Because when a child does something wrong, they're punishing themselves anyway. So they don't need that extra punishment because that then cuts into their self-esteem and their confidence. So unconditional parenting, and you know, it's helping them also. You talk about leadership. I actually did um, a vlog on this. I think it was last week or the week before about how we can flip this because quite often parents or teachers see a child seeing um, their behavior as destructive and they're strong. And, and and I help them to see. well, actually, maybe they're a leader but they're just needing some help and how to lead. And when I speak to teenagers and children around this, I go, you are a natural born leader. Do you wanna be a leader that is heard and respected? Or do you wanna be a leader that people just don't wanna you know, listen to you and therefore your behavior gets stronger? And then it's, so it's showing our children the way to lead in a way so they're respected, they respect others. Um, and they're heard, we, you know, we all want to be heard, we all want to feel loved, don't we, and and respected, and it's got to come from, from within, so that's what I would say, that's how I, I teach heart-centered parenting, unconditional love parenting, rather than reward, punish, and move down that journey.
0: Wow, that's, that's great, thank you, you know, be- we we all want that balance, and we all want that strength and that love, and we don't want to be activated at all times. Uh, where the littlest thing sets us off, and we're dealing now with anger issues and yeah. that constant fear of of not no connection or no one's hearing us, right? And so, as adults, we don't have that that throat chakra issue where we can't speak, or we demand to be heard, right? And um, people don't listen to us if we're not speaking in a language that they understand, and people will hear us when we do things like this, when we have back and forth conversation, Mm -hmm. and we talk to one another, and we're conscious of our words and what we're saying, Mm -hmm. and we come with, I love how you say that, heart-centered parenting. You come with your biggest heart, and you come with love, and you're open wide to everything. And it's it's that heart energy uh, when it connects to our brains, and 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 feeling that because you know it's our head and our heart together that that we lead with. And you know, basically, the three hearts. You know, don't forget your stomach because it's our nutrition, yeah. right? And yeah. life is vital oxygen is vital and what we put inside of us at every moment, whether it's words, our emotions or our food, and that helps us excel in life and it's ever evolving and ever changing. And, you know, uh, sharing that that it's a community and and talking to you today, Libby, and and sharing that this is a community, being open, being lighthearted, being loved, um, you know, and understanding that we can go forward and that we can Mm -hmm. all progress and we can promote in our own ways, whether it's promoting ourselves in our business or promoting at work, and we lead from within, and we're able to be aware of our environment, and then we can open up to all the other energies around us, and we yeah. can see that change, and we can build that that uh, conscious collective, and that's what we're here to do at three hundred and sixty is to share that there's so many facets to life, and we don't have to get lost, and that we have a community out there, and we definitely have a connection, and it's so beautiful. I love this, and and you know those these children coming in as star beings with that you know with with that awakening right and 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 how you know let's talk a little bit about that that just something that, that had just come up and i and i always talk about it but it's you know and beverly and i have this conversation all the time it's the children that are enlightened and they do have that wisdom and and they do see more and they're open Mm. um where many of us were closed and and i feel that was for a purpose but that's another long long conversation Um, (laughs) but but sharing these these children to teach them to protect themselves and and um understand their their empathy and their feeling and their sight
2: um Mm.
0: do you have any suggestions or how do you you know how do you kind of i guess what i'm saying is you know really um sharing with children that openness? Do you share with children to be open about everything that they're seeing and feeling?
2: Yeah, I mean, t- to touch on, on what you're talking about, and, and how, you know, these children are, they're beautiful, enlightened beings coming in. What I find is, when I talk to, to parents, and I hear the parents saying, well, my child is just like wild and the behaviors like this and like that and parents don't know what to do i immediately get a real spiritual connection with with that child and i think okay you are such a wise soul here to teach i the way i feel that that's going on for these children is it, i i feel it's almost like they struggle to be in a human body almost and they they struggle to be in our society um which almost chains them down in and puts them into boxes and i hope this is making sense it's just what what's coming to me and it's i think this is where a lot of ch- children struggle especially in the education system they have to do it this way they have to sit still and have to conform and we as parents you know we we have this Fear of judgment us, so we're wanting them to behave a certain way so when I talk to parents about and help them to uh, understand what's going on I, I've got a, a lady that I've spoken to recently where they go to play centers and the child's like wow you know just going for it and has to be bare feet and strips off and you know and, and it's like yeah because it The wild, they're free, they want that free spirit and they struggle when there are too many boundaries. So it's about having having those boundaries, but it's also about expressing how you feel as a parent, because again, they're super sensitive to energy, our, our children, they can feel what's going on so if you could that you come into a room or they go into a room that's quite often they can feel something before it's even happened they just get that that sense so it's very much around helping them to understand that they can feel things and expressing how you feel so I would quite often come downstairs and say to my kids, do you know what, I'm not feeling 100% this morning, just in case you pick up on anything. It's not your stuff to worry about, my stuff, but I just want to let you know. Because when children feel something isn't quite right with somebody, or they can feel a certain energy, they quite often take it on their shoulders that they've done something. You know, they take responsibility for it. So I think it's vitally important to express how you feel you know, so they can kind of go, ah, oh, OK, and get on with whatever it is that they're doing them. So that's what I would say around that. And sometimes when I work with children, I will say to them, just imagine a bubble going up around you and anything that just, you know, bounces off. And that can help them as well when they're going into environments where the energy is too fraught for them.
0: Absolutely. Thank you for that. I, you know, my, my daughter, uh, when she was younger, was very open. And, and I encouraged that. Um, and, and her abilities to read while she was walking. And of course, children don't have a filter. <laughs> so when we walk through the store, we had to be careful because she'd read everybody. And she'd read all the energy. And we'd have to clean, clean, her, you know, clean her energy and, and, and uh, you know, give her that light and that love protection uh, before even just in a store. Um, Yeah. Because she was so open uh, and because she was able to read people and talk to them and she was able to see past that kind of meat suit right into that soul. (laughs) So you have to go in there knowing. But you want to teach your children life skills, so it's a balance, you know. Well, we'd have fun and maybe dress up and give her a different persona, so she'd feel a little bit stronger, maybe a little bit more protective uh, in that moment. But you you do what you can to kind of navigate the world, right? <laughs> and to get yeah. your children out there. But it can be fun, you know. You can you can have fun and reading people's energy and kind of testing, you know, what your kids your children's. Uh, skills are at right yeah you know, what do they really see You. what is that energy that they read how is this person's chakra? can you see their yeah. the colors of their aura and and whatnot and have fun with it and yeah. and enjoy it so i will bring beverly back in thank you so much for all that we could sit and talk about this all day I know. Fun. <laughs> but beverly's got definitely got some questions with you so beverly come <laughs> on in
1: like I am sitting over here just like soaking all of this in. It's like, oh my God, like Nicole said, we could talk for days about this. And, you know, you, you made a point, a very strong point, and that was letting the child know it's not that you don't like them. It's mm-hmm. an action. Yeah. That's not acceptable. And I think that is one of the most critical things out there is to, it's your actions that you're doing that are not acceptable. Yeah. I love you for who you are. And I want you to be that expression. However, let's think about this for a moment. How could you have done something better?
2: Yeah definitely it's one of the things I say to parents is separate their behavior to who they are because they're not naughty they're James or Sarah and you know so it's it's separating them from 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 that behavior and you know letting them know that they're here to learn and we all make mistakes and we all do things that we could maybe look back and think oops okay I could do that differently next time that's okay even as adults we do that that's okay but children nowadays have so much on their shoulders take so much responsibility for everyone and everything because they just want to please and be loved and and this is what then damages their self-esteem and and their confidence so it's so important to separate their behavior from who they are
1: And that sensitivity of that feeling, I mean, you know, our senses are very important to really understand, right? You know, the sound, the seeing, the feeling that knowing not how you know, you know, you just know, you know, you know, and as adults, we kind of get that confused. So being able to have that conversation with the child, but also like you said, you know, it's like, wow, mom is having a day. Yeah. So don't take this on yourself. So if you see me off in my own little space or whatever, has nothing to do with you. Mom mm-hmm. is going through some things today on her own yeah. and it's okay.
2: Yeah, you know? definitely. Yeah,
1: yeah so. really
2: important. Really important. Yeah, You know, and it shows them that we're human and it's okay to feel. It is okay because you're then showing them that, you know, one minute you weren't okay, and then maybe half an hour later, you're okay. And allowing children to express how they feel, even if it's an emotional meltdown, you're then helping them to learn how to regulate their own emotions. Whereas if you are constantly cutting in saying, stop that, don't do this. And you know, let's distract you, let's get you a biscuit. They're not then able to learn how to self-regulate their own emotions so it's really important that you that, that they feel safe with these emotions and that they learn they can change how they feel and let them explore that even if it is you know having a meltdown in the supermarket aisle
1: yeah, yeah that's right you know and moving past that thought of being judged Exactly. You know, I think that is, for me, has been the most critical thing that I have seen through the ages being in this industry for so long. That seems like to be the number one is that fear of judgment. Yes. You know, and then we judge others and we judge ourselves and it just kind of goes down a rabbit hole, right? Yes. So Libby, we're getting ready to shut down here. We're coming to a close. However... I know you have some tips for our audience today. Could you share three things that, that our parents can take with them after listening to the show here and start to really put that into action in their own lives with their children or grandchildren or the neighbor kids or whatever the case may be.
2: Yeah. So one thing when kids or parents to communicate they say they use the 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 way they speak is like i am angry i am upset um i I am fed up and what i would say is just tweak that and change it and say to i feel angry i feel fed up i feel sad because when you're saying i am you're making it your identity and it's a lot harder to change how you feel. OK, so if your child is saying, oh, I'm angry, I'm fed up, to say, actually, no, you're Jessica or you're James. You're feeling angry. You're feeling fed up, you know, and, and you can just subtly do it. Um, because sometimes if they're angry and you say it, they may want to then punch you. <laughs> so it's subtly doing it and going, OK, so you're feeling fed up. Oh, I can see you're feeling that way. And it just helps them then to, it it becomes a lot easier to change how they feel. And with yourself, your inner critic as well. Rather than say, I'm fed up today, or I'm really annoyed, I'm really angry with with their behaviour. It's just actually, I'm feeling really angry right now at this minute. Because then your subconscious mind is going, okay, so we can change, that's good. So that's tip number one. The second tip I would say is to connecting make time as a parent to connect in with how you feel because it's very easy for us to go oh i'm i'm fine and just get on with it we go into almost like a survival mode where we end up spinning so many plates mums especially um and we have this all inner turmoil going on but we've just got to get on with it and we've we've just got to get get on and do our thing so i would say take some time each day to just sit and place your hand on your body, um, I mean, I work with the, the three brains as well. Quite often, it's the heart, the gut, connecting. How am I really feeling today, actually? I'm um, just place your hand on there and connect in with it and allow yourself to, to feel it. OK, because when you connect in, our feelings are almost like a child. If we don't connect in with how they feel, our feelings become stronger and stronger until it gets our be- our attention. Like a child's behaviour will get bigger and bigger until it gets our attention. So um, connecting um, how you feel. That's the second thing. And then I'll go. And the third thing is further with that, really sit with it and listen to it. Now, especially if you're getting triggered with your child's behavior, take some time to go, okay, so what is it my child's showing me here? What am I getting triggered about here? You could even journal it down and then see, actually, this is my stuff. So this isn't about about what my child is going on and separate the two. And when you separate the two, you can then be there for your child so much more. And so much more present. You can either park your stuff or you can go go back and sit with it and allow yourself to feel. Go and have a cup of tea with, with that emotion, with that feeling, and a little chat with it. Um, and then you can be there and be present with your child.
1: Well, there you have it. You heard from the expert, right? Great, great. Great wisdom, and that's what the show is all about, those words of wisdom, and be able to, like, melt into those words and really allow them to become part of who you are. And one of the key things we're hearing from all of our speakers and, you know, sharing their stories and their lives, they all say one thing at the end, listen, listen listen. And that is what is critical. Listen and hear and see and feel everything that's around you. And it does start. You can feel, you can listen to your feelings, right? You can Mm -hmm. see and listen to that sight. So there's so many things. It all comes back to listen. This is why God gave us what? Two ears and one mouth. So before you speak, double listen, see both sides of the fence, and then become that expression. So Libby, this has been so informative, and we love having you here. We'll definitely have to make sure we get you back, especially when you get this book written. This is going to be so exciting. Yeah, I'd love
2: to. Love to come back, and thank you so much for having me. Ah, well, this ends
1: another episode of 360 Wisdom Speaks. Reach out if you want more information about Libby. All of her information is going to be here. Comment. Let us know what you really loved about hearing what she had to say today and how you're going to take this information now, these morsels of wisdom, and incorporate them into your life and make a change because it's all about changing humanity so we can all live in that peace and harmony. Thank you again, Libby, for being here. Thank you, Nicole. And we'll all see you on another episode. Ciao.
0: <laughs> Rhino RX welcomes you to the metaverse where you can create your own world, host events, speak internationally, sell in a virtual storefront. Creators programs available. The future of education is here. Rhino Studio, ready player one. Go ahead and scan the QR code. Join the silver program today.